What's up, everyone? Welcome back to our relationship series. I am super pumped about today's episode. I have on a friend of mine that is a leader, and I should say phenomenal leader, and I believe he has some great things to share on the topic of dating. He's a part of the John Maxwell team, and if you don't know who John Maxwell is, he is a number one New York Times bestselling author, coach, and speaker who has sold more than 24 million books in 50 languages, five zero languages, not 15. <laughs> and of course, if I just continue to read John Maxwell's resume, it's just going to go on and on and on. But if, if you like more info on who he is, you can Google him. He's on YouTube. He does a lot of speaking engagements, but he is a very influential leader. And my friend Brandon, he is a part of the John Maxwell team. He's also the founder of Authentic Man, which is about coaching Christian men who are going through a failed marriage. So if by the end of this podcast, you like Brandon and you like more info, you can reach out to him at Brandon at AuthenticMan.One. Um, one there is O-N-E, one, like the number one, but it's spelled out. Brandon is very wise. He has a lot of life experience, and I believe he has some great things to share on this topic I pray that God speaks to you through this episode and that you get something that you can apply to your dating life. So without further delay, here is the episode. Brandon, it is so great to have you on the podcast. I know um, I get I got a chance to serve alongside you when I was in Birmingham and we did a freedom group together and helping people get free from their past. You're such an inspirational leader and it is a huge honor to have you on the podcast. Before we start, Tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you're from, and so on. Thanks, Corey. Uh, so before I do that, I just want to tell you, man, how much of an honor it is to be on uh, your podcast. Uh, I'm so excited for what God's doing through you. So proud of you, man, to, to see how you served when uh, you were in Fultondale and doing your internship, going through Highlands College, and to see what God's done through you this past year with this podcast is just it's so awesome and so cool, man. Go, God. And uh, so just, dude, I'm so excited to be on the podcast with you today. So a little bit about me briefly. Um, so I was born and raised in uh, a town just about 10 minutes north of Birmingham, Alabama, uh, called Gardendale. I still live here. We tried to get one time uh, my wife and Candy uh, and I uh, moved on to the other side of town shortly after we were married. But um, it was uh, it was short-lived. We started a family and realized, hey, it might be a little bit cheaper to, to move back and to get a bigger place to live. So we did, and we've been here ever since, man. And uh, We've been married for 23 years. I have We have three beautiful daughters. Uh, the oldest is getting ready to graduate. The middle one is uh, a freshman at the uh, University of Alabama, and the uh, oldest is at UAB, getting ready to graduate. And then the youngest is in eighth grade. And, uh, man, we're, we're loving life. I mean, it's it's been a transformational journey you know, for about 10 years now, we, you know, tons of struggles that we've dealt with. I battled addiction. You know, our marriage was on the brink on multiple occasions, but, you know, but God, but God. And, uh, you know, he led us to a group of people into a church uh, about eight years ago, man. And uh, it taught us how to have true relationship with Jesus as opposed to just kind of living religion and living by a set of rules, which, um, you know, I, you know, we've been doing most all of our life. I was saved, uh, you know, at a at a very young age and brought up in church, but didn't really understand what it meant to have a true relationship. And so that's just been the coolest uh, journey uh, that we've been on the last eight years, man. And, and so we know the best is yet to come. So excited to be here with you today, brother. 
Yeah, that's so good. That's awesome. So I don't think you you may have said it, but um, just to clarify, how long have you been married? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Okay, yep. awesome. So I'm, yeah. I am super excited to discuss this topic with you today because it is something that uh, it wasn't like you know we've had to be you know super intentional with with uh, our daughters. You know, and now that again they've they're well beyond the the dating age, the the older the older ones, and and so. Super excited to dive into that and kind of go over you know, what's the fruit of what, you know, has become of our, from our intentionality. Yes, sir. Now, if, if you can tell us and, you know, I guess the short summary, um, before we kick off, one more question. So how did you find Jesus? So I was, I was raised in a Baptist church and, uh, you know, went to church most Sundays and at, I think, seven, eight years old, um, you know, the preacher said, if you want to ask Jesus in your heart, then come on down. And so I did that, and I got baptized. And But you know what? The thing is, is that you know, I was a child, and so did I, did I really understand what that meant? Not really. It was uh, I was 13 years old when I was uh, in, uh, uh, we'd started, uh, my parents divorced, and my mom and I started to another church, and uh, the youth group, and, and got you know, super convicted, like, hey, you know, I, I want meaning in my life. I want to know this God that loves me that I've been told about. So kind of just said, hey, God, I don't know if that first time was, like, the real deal, but, hey, I'm I'm yours. And I got baptized again. But in high school, man, I, I got I got into some things that weren't of God, you know, drinking and drugs. And uh, it led to some, some really tough challenges. And, and thankfully, that foundation that I had brought me out of it. Uh, but then, you know, some other things happened, and you know, it, it led to some some bad decisions in my life. But all along, all along, God was there. He He, he never left me because, again, I said, "Hey, look, Lord, I'm yours." So, you know, but sometimes, you know, things happen and we make bad decisions. So, but here I am today. It's a miracle. Like, uh, you know, I just mentioned that our marriage, 23 years. I mean, we were it was almost over, and um, I battled addiction for eight years, and you know, I mean, I could have died on multiple occasions, but, you know, but God. So here we are. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, it's, it's awesome to hear. I, I, I ask everyone that question of how they found Jesus that, that come on. And every story, you know, God is just, is just so amazing how he just does all these things for everyone. So that's a great, great testimony. Diving into the topic of dating. So there are a lot of reasons that people date. Um, people date for fun, maybe because they're lonely or, you know, they have other reasons as well. But from a Christian perspective, you know, what would you say should be the purpose of dating? Great question. So our view, my wife and I's view on dating uh, today is so much different than it was back when we were in high school. Because and that's simply because of the wisdom that uh, has has been passed on to us, and that you know, we've learned, you know, through through the Bible, through uh, spiritual mentors, through uh, people that are better at relationships than we are, and so we look at it through the lens of parents that have awareness. Okay, and you may throughout this interview hear me say that term uh, many times on multiple occasions: awareness. And, uh, and, and the reason I say it is because if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to understand that, you know, that, that is something that you want to grow in. Awareness, awareness. What does that mean? Like, uh, better understanding of, of what relationships are about and, you know, what do spiritual mentors and, and, and biblical
biblical leaders say about relationships and mentors. And so we learned a lot of that. So our perspective now, back then it was just you date, you just kind of wonder aimlessly through life. And if, oh, yeah, she she's attractive or he's attractive and we, we seem to have some commonalities and, hey, let's just figure it out. Sounds fun, um, but it it's, you know, we feel like our approach today is better. And that is from, from a dating standpoint in, in, a, in a Christian and biblical perspective. The approach that we've taken with our daughters is that, look, um, it's okay to you know, kind of test the waters, and you don't know if that person's for you until you take a step, right? But but to just to be dating to date with no end in mind, no kind of purpose, it's, it's just you have to ask yourself, is this the best thing for me and my emotions? Because back when I was that age, we didn't, we didn't think about managing in our emotions, and you know, I guess looking out for the best interest of us because there's so much going on in life. And of course, things are different from then 25, 30 years ago than they are today. It's even more important that you manage your emotions and you look out for what's best for you. Oh, by the way, um, you know, your relationship, and we heard this back then, but it was like Bible talk, your relationship with Jesus, God, should come first. You got, you know, he comes first and then you, whatever's left over, you put into your dating. So, to answer the question, when you date, it's our opinion that you should think first, like, could I see myself at any age? Could I see myself being with this person for the rest of my life? And part of that, right, wrong, or different, involves this individual's parents, their family. Because when you marry someone, you marry their family, okay? And is this family yeah. in alignment in, in alignment with where – I want to. I want to be twenty, thirty years from now. So that's my answer uh, to that question: is that the purpose of dating is to begin the exploration of a journey. And again, it may be one date, maybe two dates. You may date for a year, but with the end in mind always. Because if if you don't see yourself with that person for the rest of your life, then what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's kind of that's kind of uh, our perspective today versus. 25, 30 years ago, which is, I kind of, I kind of chuckle because if I would have, if I would have told myself 30 years ago, I'd have been like, you, you're crazy. Like, I don't even know what you said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, interesting you say that, um, you know, if there's no purpose, you know, we're just dating a date, you know, where's this going? So what do you think could be some potential dangers if, you know, I just date, just to date someone? So the dangers could be when there's not purpose, when there's a lack of vision. You know, the Bible says people perish, right? And so, right. and then the whole physical aspect is a whole other discussion. And we'll, we're going to touch on that a little bit. But so, you know, that can be there as well. You know, but if you're in Christ and your, your goal is to, to make wise, biblical, sound decisions, because I, I base it on this. This is a, a phrase that, I learned from Andy Stanley uh, about eight years ago. Following Jesus not only makes your makes your life better by default. Like if you follow Jesus, your life's just going to be better. It's not going to be easy, but it makes you better at life. It it helps you make better decisions if you right. intentionally pursue Him. I like how you um, brought off that verse that without vision, you know, people perish. And I think another translation say. Uh, the people cast off restraint. So, I mean, you know, it's just like whatever, whatever will be, will be. And, you know, that's, that's not my God. My God is an order, you know, God of order, right? And 
sometimes faith is involved, but you have to take certain steps. So how active do you think, um, you know, we as Christians should be in the whole dating process? Or do you think we should just leave it up to God and, you know, we just, you know, don't do anything? I mean, how active do we need to be? The Bible also says faith without works is dead. Right. If we sit at home, if we sit at home and we pray God and say, "Hey, bless me," you know, take care of all my needs, and you know, you know, you're at home and and you don't like most Americans like you have to get out and go to work. <laughs> They're gonna come get your house. They're gonna cut your power off. You're not gonna have any food. You know what I'm saying? So faith right. without works is dead, and it applies to this as well. So meeting people. What about online dating? I mean, is this do you think this is a great tool to use or if it's a tool that maybe we should stay away from or just stick to more traditional approach? Here's the thing. I've met people, like good people, that have met their, their soulmates online. So here's the deal. People say, well, you know, Facebook, it's bad, you know, and it all these bad things and it spreads this and spreads that. I'm like, yeah, maybe so. But you know how many people have been reached? the gospel of Jesus Christ because of Facebook? A lot. Seek wisdom. Proverbs says seek wisdom. Above all else, seek wisdom. And when you seek wisdom and you're going after God with everything you've got, and then you go, okay, well, let me explore uh, online dating. Do your your homework. Do your due diligence. And there's going to be some sites out there. They could be all Christian, and there's going to be some scary people on there, right? Uh, You just have to. You have to constantly seek wisdom through the process. I don't know anything about the process of online dating. However, I do know this. I know some good people who make a difference for the kingdom that have met their soulmate uh, through online dating. So to say, for me to say, it's like, you know, don't do this or do it's I can't speak to it. But what I can say is that, look, if you're following God and you're, you're in good, wise counsel and you're seeking God with all you got, that if that's the route you choose to, to go in, then do it. You know, but here's the deal. Like in business, best approach is not to put, you know, you've heard, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, whether you're, you know, if it's your retirement or whatever. In marketing, don't put all your, like do, do, do several different things. So if that's one aspect of your approach, then make it an aspect of your approach. But then also do some networking. You go to some, you know, get involved in some small groups and, and just, you know, put yourself out there. God will bless it. How about this question? Should the guy initiate or the girl? And or does it matter who initiates? And for for girls who may be wondering, like, well, maybe he's just oblivious and I, I like him. I you know, would like to talk to him. You know, is it okay if I do the initiate? Yeah. I love that. You know, so, so interesting because I have three daughters, right? If I had a son, I would be like, son. Go talk to her. Ask her, how, how's your day going? Don't text her. Granted, you guys can text back and forth, and if you're in a group together, then you know, the, you, you might, she might catch your eye, you might catch hers. But at some point, you got to see her in person. You go, hey, how, how's it going? You know, that, that would, that's what I would tell my son. I have told our daughters, like, hey, if he catches your eye, and, and, and you feel like, uh, as far as knowing him and knowing who he, what he's about, you know, and, and all of that, then, you know what? Flirt with him. Like, get get his attention. You know, speak to him. And, you know, and, and just see how he responds. Because, it, you know, it's, it's – it's, and you get into the whole psychological aspect. But you, you almost kind of want to test their level of IQ. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like if they, yeah. can't, if they can't take a hint, Corey, like you kind of got to go, okay, uh, either he's not um, – He's not kind of, it's not quite catching on with him or he's not interested. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but, the, but, yeah. if, but at the end of the day, I mean, I just kind of, my, 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 my kind of, my approach in life is like, if you want something, just go get it. You know, I mean, if, yeah. if, God, if God's blessings on it, you know, if, if, if you go, and sometimes it may not work out, but if you, if you, if you feel like you're in the will of God, just go get it. So if you're a female and you, you see someone, that you feel like, uh, like, hey, it's worth because again, we never know. If, it's, if that's you as a female, then do it. Like, say, you know, hey, look, I, I, I would love to have coffee with you. You know, I would love to, you know, uh, grab, grab dinner. I mean, who, you know, what I'm saying, like, if that's what right. you feel in your heart, um, trust God. So that's that's my approach on it. That's really good. I I totally agree with that. You know, if there is the fear of rejection. You know, of like, okay. I could get rejected, but uh, rejection will last you probably a couple of hours, maybe a day or two, a few days. But the the whole thing of I wonder what would have happened if I had said something. And that regret can be something that lasts for years, but – but that right there, you know, I, I love how you put that. So, and let me and let me say something real quick on rejection, okay? Because I've been in sales mm-hmm. and business for over twenty years. I've probably been told no uh, thousands of times. I can't even count that high. But here's the key, Corey: it builds confidence. When we build confidence in ourselves, that that is attractive. And you know what? The best kind of confidence is 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 the one that we get from from our relationship with our heavenly Father. Man may reject us. But our Heavenly Father will never. So it's like when you know who you are in Christ and you know whose you are, man, like let them, let them say no. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> there's, eight, there's eight billion people on this planet. I know God's got somebody for me. So Come on. That's so good. Kind of changing gears a little bit. Yeah. So today, in today's culture, it is super common. I mean, it's very common. It's almost now a standard, you know, that for people that are dating to at some point move in together. And I went, I've heard a couple of reasons of why couples do this. Um, they, one reason I've heard is they want to see if they're compatible living together. And um, another reason they can save money, you know, hey, we're dating, we're meshing well. I don't have to pay rent at my place. You don't have to pay rent. Why don't we just move in together? So what do you think about that? I mean, is that okay? Why or why not? I would recommend that a couple move in together before you're married only if, only if you plan to get married and get a divorce. Wow. That's big. I would recommend that you move in together and live together before you get married, only if you plan to get married and get a divorce. And here's why Mm. I say that. Statistics say that 76% of the time when someone, when couples live together prior to being married, the marriage ends in divorce. Wow. The the divorce rate is already, you know, common uh, statistic is 50-ish, 50%, right? Above 50%. So... 25, less than 25%, you have a less than a 25% chance of staying married long-term if you move in together. Wow. And we were all, Candy and I were almost a, a, a proof of that. 
we lived together mm-hmm. before we got married. Now, fortunately, when, you know, we, uh, we were in that period of time and we kind of came back to, to Christ, uh, shortly before we got married, we were living together and we're like, hey, we need, I want to get married. Like, let's get married. And, uh, I proposed to and, and when do you want to get married? Six months. But we moved apart. You know, we, I went home, she went home, you know, and you're like, does that matter? Well, yeah, because God, God looks after the heart and I'm not tooting our own horn or anything. I'm just saying, like, if you, if you're hearing me, if you're in the sound of my voice and you're hearing me, and this statistic came from Andy Stanley, by the way, if you don't know who Andy Stanley is, look him up. Uh, he's a pastor of a prominent church in uh, the Atlanta area. Uh, he's, he's a, he's a, uh, very respected thought leader in the leadership space, but also uh, as a as a minister, son of Charles Stanley, who's a pastor of First Baptist Atlanta for many many years. Um, just a, a a great man of God, you know, very 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 wise, you know, in terms of biblical perspective and, and relationships. So that's that's my answer to that. I think this question that's next is going to in a way piggyback off of the question I just asked you. So God, through his word, and before I, I say this, I know not everyone listening is perfect, and, you know, we've all made mistakes. If you have received Jesus as your Lord, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all sins. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. I think it's in Second Corinthians it says that Jesus became sin with our sins so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So in the eyes of God, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your your sin has been washed away. But for the purposes of us learning and getting better and not continuing to make mistakes, um, you know, God commands us in his word to not have sex before marriage. You know, what what do you why do you think God gives us this instruction? I love the question. Um and let me just start by saying both Kenya and I we, we had sex before marriage. Okay. And so, and what you just said is absolutely correct. It's like, you know, God, for, we ask for forgiveness for that. And, and so, and he's forgiven us for that. Right. Why, why does he say that? So let me, let's go back to freedom. Uh, when we went through the freedom uh, curriculum in, at, the, at the conference, when, when they did the illustration about soul ties, you know, when you have sex with someone, you're, you're, you know, the way God designed us, like you're, you're attached to that person forever. And it's unfortunate that that sex has been perverted and that's been the way for, you know, a long time. Right. And so it's like the perception is that, well, you can just have sex with someone and you can just walk away. No, you can't. Right. Right. And, and it's not just, I'm not just speaking for the females. I'm speaking for the guys too, because I've experienced that in my, all my, my own life is that when, when that takes place, there's an attachment and when they don't give you the attention that you feel like you want, well, then, I mean, you can lose your mind. And for <laughs> females, it's even worse. Right, and, right. And so, and we're not talking about one-night stands here. Uh, you know, females, and this is why that uh, we have preached this to our daughters is because it's not because it's the wrong thing to do. That is like law. That is like, uh, you know, Pharisees and, like, you don't. You don't have sex. No, it's not because it's the wrong thing to do. God, God has a purpose for everything, and it's, it's because He loves us. And He's like, "Look, don't do it because it will end up 
not working in your favor. It, it, it just leads to a road of destruction, okay? And, yeah, you might wind up getting married, but by and large, most of the time it's just, you know, it happens, and, you know, there's, there's it, it, it robs us of emotion, our emotions. And we only have so much emotional bandwidth, and that's what we, we preach to our daughters, like, God first. Seek him. So how can you seek him and be in love with him and have a relationship with him? You know, it is part of obedience, right? But it's right. At the end of the day, it's for our best interest. God knows what's best for us. That's so good. So you touched on boundaries earlier, but what are good boundaries to have? You know, how far is too far? You know, is it is kissing okay? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Sometimes Christians want to see how close they can get to the line without going over it. But the question is like, why? Why would you want to get so close to the line that you're in constant jeopardy of, of, of stumbling and tripping? Obviously, if you hold hands in public, then, I mean, again, there's no harm there, right? But, I mean, if you're right. by yourself, if you're by yourself, and that's that's why, we, you know, we say, hey, if you want to protect yourself, you know, go on double dates. Don't put yourself in situations where you don't feel like you're going to be mature enough to, to do what you know is the right thing to do, right? So, like, why would you subject yourself to that? And I'll give you an example. I battled addiction for eight years. And so, you know, with, with addicts, it's, you know, the goal is to get as far away from that particular drug uh, or alcohol as you can do. So why in the world, if you're trying to rehabilitate and get away from your vice, would you want to put yourself in the vicinity of it? Why? why? You know what I'm saying? If you if what right. you want is, is, is different, why would you do that? Because here's the deal, is that when, you know, you're going back to the living together before you marry. So you, in the beginning, it's all relationship. It's all relationship, and you're spending time with each other, and it's so lovey-dovey, and it's so wonderful, and, <laughs> and things are just beautiful. But then what happens is it turns physical the scale starts to tip from, uh, hey, let's, you know, let's end this dinner. Like, let's let's end the dinner quicker and let's just, you know, let's just go back to, to my place. And when that happens, when you're in that in that realm, you move away from the beautiful individuals that we are in the, in the relationship aspect, as opposed to building the relationship and building the relationship over the dating period. And then when you get married, then the physical enters in and you've got that foundation. Right, right. That makes sense? That's kind of the mindset around, you know, how, how, how close is too close. It's like there's a fence, you know, yeah, the fence, you know, within the yard may not be fun. It may not be fun to have a fence, but now you can, I think I heard someone say you can freely at peace let your kid play in your front yard because there's a fence. But without the fence, which is the boundary, there's a lot of danger. Let me speak to the guys real quick, guys, uh, um, because, look, I was that age. And you're like, that's just punishment from God. You know, if I'm, you know, if I, if I, you know, I can't have sex or, you know, if, you know, say you've had sex before and you, you, I mean, obviously you've had the experience and you're like, okay, now I'm not supposed to, I know where you're coming from. Okay. And I, I'm just, let's just be honest. Right. And God's, this is not punishment from God. This is just the way it is. And again, as I mentioned earlier, there's a reason for that. You know, so what do you do? Well, you get lost in him. And I promise you, when you yeah. pursue him with all you've got and you go after him and you trust, trust, trust in him, and you say, God, I am struggling with this. I am struggling with this. Please help me. Well, guess what? 
guess what? He's going to hear your prayer, but also he's going to answer it. And he's going to build you up and, and give you things in your life to fill that void so that when you when that time comes, that beautiful time in your life, and you have your soulmate and, and you have that opportunity to share intimacy with them, like it's going to be the biggest blessing in the world. So just, just hang on. Hang on and trust God. Yeah, just keeping your trust in the Lord. That's so good. That's so good. I like how you put that. <laughs> there's a lot that we could talk about as far as dating. I mean, there's many, many questions and many topics and many things. But here is, I believe, the $1 million question. Is there such a thing as the one? Does God have the one for me? I mean, is this a biblical concept? I mean, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, does he have one for you i believe so because right we can only we can only marry one right so is there a one absolutely but here's the deal that's not for us to figure out one of the, the coolest prayers that i've heard people talk about and i've prayed it in some cases like i just make it obvious if this is your will for my life make it obvious god as obvious as like jumping up and down in front of my face and so I believe that when God hears you prayer, pray that, that specifically because he says, you know, hey, ask, you know, be specific. Tell him what you want. And then you just leave the rest up to God. And, yes, you go do the work. Like you gotta, you got to put yourselves in places, right, but God will deliver. I think what happens is a lot of times we get hung up. It's like i got to find the one. i got to find the perfect person. No, just put put your put what you want on a piece of paper and pray over it every day and believe God to deliver that person to you and um, trust the process. It could be you know years. So I mean that's just part of the faith aspect. Yeah, just almost like just shifting your focus, you know, from who who it is, who it is, you know, who's the person that just back on the Lord and just seeking the Lord and yeah, you know, keeping yeah, I mean, your focus it, there. Yeah. Pray as if everything depended upon God. Work as if everything depended upon you. Yeah. Wow. So good. Wrapping this whole episode up, so what is one final piece of advice that you would give to people who are in the dating season right now? I started out our call today with it, and I'll end it. Get awareness. Get perspective. Get wisdom. How do you do that? Well, for me, my journey has been learning from people uh, from people that are in life where I want to be, people that have been married 30, 40 years, that have uh, uh, that 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 not only have a walk, uh, a spiritual walk that I want, but also lead others in that in that um, that realm, you know, like pastors, and uh, and then you know business leaders even. But get perspective, get awareness, get wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. It can come from humans too, in, in the Bible. Perspective and awareness, you know, I, I read a lot. So a couple of books I wanted to recommend. And if you're listening to this and you're a teenager, I'm talking to you too. Uh, I can hear my daughters going, Dad, I don't want to read. Um, but <laughs> if you want this in your life, uh, this this will help you. And uh, one is Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud. Boundaries, the book's been out for years. But it's a good framework for you uh, around any relationships, whether it's parents brothers, you know, siblings, uh, dating, uh, you know, spouses, anything. Like, it, it is, it is like um, one of the best books on, on having those boundaries. 
the second one is um, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Uh, there's several Emotional Intelligence books out there, but this particular one is uh, by Travis Bradbury and Gene Graves, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. This gives you, this will expand your awareness, okay, like uh, in dealing with people and relationships because you want to be able to see red flags and potential red flags. Um, and and then the third one is uh, The New Rules for Love, Sex, and Dating by Andy Stanley. So these are some these will this is wisdom, perspective, and framework that I believe if you're listening to this podcast will help you. Uh, Andy Stanley has a podcast, and also I'm a big advocate of of um, you know personality assessments like DISC, uh, Enneagram. Um, you know, there's so many out there, but just get awareness of kind of what you, who you are, your personality, because we're all wired um, differently. We all have different unique personality traits and, 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 and gifts and talents. So get awareness, get perspective, get wisdom, and um, and go after God with all you got, and God will bless it. Man, that's so good. Thank you, Brandon, for being on. I mean, you, you shared a lot of golden nuggets that um, I think have made a significant impact on all of us listening. So it was great having you on. I appreciate you giving your time to be on here. Man, it's my pleasure, Corey. It is my pleasure. Thank you guys for tuning in. If this was helpful and good to you, share it with a friend. Um, it may be something that can help them as well. So um, I know this has helped me. I appreciate and love you guys. Till next time, peace out.